Danzig. And I'm Hannah Hampton, and you're listening to HR After Hours. Well, lock me up for 23 years and call me Harvey Hannah Ooh. Hampton. How the hell are you in this wacky world today? Oh, my gosh. I was wondering where the 23 years was going because I... I somewhat forgot about the Harvey Weinstein thing, and and I was following it and happy that he got put away for his, or he's going to jail for as long as he uh, was sentenced. But this coronavirus thing has taken over the news, and it's scary. I think it's scary. Well, I figured I'd, you know, kind of focus on the one positive since, you know, we've had one of the craziest weeks in my lifetime Mm -hmm. that I can think of. We watched the stock market do scary, scary things. Obviously, we're very concerned for everyone and their health and safety, and we hope they're taking the appropriate measures. But my goodness, full moon, time change, stock market crash. Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks, (laughs) America's love child. You know, what is going on out there? I don't know. But we're here. Uh, I missed you. I haven't talked to you in a while. I hope you're doing great. I'm Uh, okay. Like, it's been crazy. But I feel like that's probably the response for everyone. I feel like it's been crazy for everybody. I, I want to hear a little bit about how this week has impacted you personally, because sure. I know you're helping out uh, a family member. I know that your business has been impacted yeah. and made some changes. So just give us the 411 Hannah Hampton. Well, I mean, it was a crazy week. I, you know, am the HR department of a very small company that I love. You know, this week was just of constant change. You know, starting the week off, sending a message about how the company is going to handle this this coronavirus, COVID-19, just, you know, with the reminders about washing your hands, staying home if you're sick. And then it turned into by the end of the week, we have uh, closed our offices and we have moved to a remote work uh, model until further notice. We don't have an end date out there, we are every Friday. We'll be reassessing the situation and making decisions. So it's um, it's really weird and 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 somewhat unsettling that we're all going to be working remotely until further notice. I I certainly um, it was crazy because we we had a number of interviews set for this coming week and changed them all to to virtual. And uh, and then on a personal note, uh, the school's closed, and I um, I'm going to help my brother. Uh, he's a single dad, and he's a he's an amazing father, and he needs his work is continuing, so he needs some help. So I'm going to be helping out by uh, helping with my nephew. So professionally, it's crazy. Personally, a lot going on. So I think that this is probably the story for everyone. So Mick, how has this affected you? You know, I was already working remotely, so I'm fortunate there. Definitely was a very challenging week as a lot of my clients had to kind of pause and see how this was going to impact them and their Mm -hmm. labor models and their business planning. I had to see some, some stoppage on some... Gener, uh, revenue generating activity. So I, I felt yeah. an immediate bite midweek. It also was all, it, it was very enlightening and it, it helped me understand how delicate everything can be sometimes. And the reason I wanted you to open with not only the fact that you 
worked in an office where everyone reported there and then you guys made that quick and intelligent mm-hmm. decision to go to remote because you could and I've, yes. I've seen that most companies that can are starting to but you also mentioned the impact of the schools closing i canceled a trip that i was going to take next weekend i was going to take a four-day weekend somewhere mm-hmm. and i decided for a couple reasons i didn't feel like i needed to be out there in uh, any type of environment where there could be crowding but i also didn't want to get stuck somewhere that you know if we did have to do some sort of forced quarantine or anything happen because i think we're going to see things possibly get a little worse before they get better but i do think they're going to get better people have to take action people have to heed advice they have to listen and that's that's why I wanted us to just kind of reball it like we always do on these <laughs> on these. I just <laughs> these hope that podcasts. people start taking this more seriously. I feel like that there are there's a subset of people who think, oh, it's not going to affect me, or if it doesn't affect me, it's just if it does affect me, it's just a it'll be minor, you know, issues or whatever. But I just everyone just take some time and really think about yes, that you might not get sick or you might have not have too many symptoms, but you could infect somebody who can infect somebody who this, they can't fight this, that they're either older, they've got health, you know, health issues that make it harder to fight this. I, you know, I, I just think about my parents. Um, they're in, you know, the, they're in an age group that where it's, it's deadlier. And I have a father who's got some medical, uh, you know, just things, the med- regular med- medical issues that could make it difficult for him to fight this. And I certainly hope that somebody doesn't pass it along to them. So just everyone be smart, be good to each other, take care of one another, follow the social distancing guidelines and let's, let's be good to one another. <laughs> you know, it, well, it was funny is we talked for maybe five minutes total before we started recording. And when you Mm -hmm. mentioned your father, um, I obviously, and I didn't say this during our conversation, but my, my dad's a cancer survivor and I'm very worried uh, about him not heeding the advice himself, let alone the Mm -hmm. others around him. Because that's the thing is sometimes it's up to us to do the right thing because our parents won't. Right. And sometimes you got to realize that everyone else has parents out there that maybe aren't, being as cautious as they should be. So they're out and about. So we should do our part and make sure that we limit how many people we have out there and put put our parents and our friends and family at risk. So let's talk uh, from an HR standpoint. Yes. Let's kind of talk about some updates and uh, how it's impacting, you know, current events is impacting mm-hmm. the HR industry. And I've got just a couple things on recruiting. And then I know you've got uh, personal things that you need to attend to because of the current situation, and we'll go from there. Well, I would say, you know, I think the most, I don't want to say most important, but the the most breaking thing in the HR world is the House passing the Family First Coronavirus Response Act, which provide, you know, it's, it provides relief for businesses and individuals, including paid family and sick leave. So I think that this is something that all HR professionals need to be aware of. It's funny, uh, my boss who is on, you know, mailing lists, just like all of us has been forwarding me things to make sure I'm keeping an eye on it. Um, you know, just to, to make sure that we're still staying compliant, but you know, there, it amends the FMLA. So for, and it it is for the coronavirus related things. So, um, but it, it amends the definition of employee to anyone who's been employed by an employer for at least 30 days, which I think is so interesting. It changes and, and a good thing um, because, you know, a lot of times people are in new jobs and, and then if they get sick, 
FMLA typically doesn't cover you until you've been there for a year. So, uh, so it amends that definition. It changes the definition of employer from 50 or more employers, employees to fewer than 500 employees. It expands the definition of parent to include foster and adoptive parents, step parents, parents of a domestic partner, parental in-laws, guardians, and those who stood in local parentis. And then it provides leave to provide provide care for a family member who is under coronavirus-related quarantine. It provides leave care for a minor son or daughter of an employee if the school or place of care has been closed or the child care provider of such son or daughter is, an, an, is unavailable related to the coronavirus. It expands the definition of family member to include next of kin and grandparents. It provides the first 14 days of any coronavirus-related family leave to be paid in an amount that is not less than two-thirds of an employee's regular rate of pay for the number of hours that the employee otherwise would have worked. And it requires job restoration following any such leave for any employee of an employer with 25 or more employees. And then it also provides 80 hours of paid sick leave for full-time employees or pro rata for part-time employees um, when it comes to, and I won't go through the reasons, but it's all coronavirus related. So if somebody does is diagnosed with the coronavirus, they are allowed that paid sick leave, which, you know, I guess from an HR perspective, I find it to be uh, a great thing. I think that, I, I mean, I work for a company that has very generous sick leave, uh, a, a very generous sick leave policy. So I, I think it's really great that other companies We'll have to start working this into their plan. Now, before we start our conversation, I just want to say that I got this information from the Ohio Employer Law Blog by John Hyman. He is one of my favorite uh, bloggers out there. He's got, I recommend anybody out there to subscribe to his new newsletter. It's fantastic. And I pulled that from his uh, blog from yesterday. So, Ohio, Ohio employer law blog, John Hyman, big fan. If you're listening, I uh, appreciate the knowledge that you just uh, gave us. <laughs> so Mick, what do you think about what I just told you? I love it. I was very excited when I heard at the beginning of the week that mm -hmm. this was being put together. And uh, same thing with some of the economic uh, stimulus reactions that are still being uh, formed and not yet put in front for pass. But I think that one of the things, and this has nothing to do with politics, this is just the fact that it's nice to see at the end of the day mm -hmm. when it's really matters that our government can react swiftly and do what needs to be done. And I was going to mention this uh, on some of the impacts on recruiting as well. This, what we really need to do is be more understanding and patient yes. and show true empathy as HR professionals because this is impacting almost everyone. And you have people that you've been dealing with that seem to always have problems and they spend more time in your office as an HR manager than anyone else. And you may be at your wits end with that person, but starting today, they should have a clean slate because they are dealing with real matters more than likely right now. And so we've just got to kind of just be a little more understanding, even with some of our problematic associates the nonsense doesn't matter. What matters is what's real, what's transpiring at home for all of us. Mm -hmm. And we just need to to take a pause. And I swear, if I hear of anyone putting out a last chance agreement oh in the gosh. next week. So yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely I mean, it's, it, I feel like it's a good reminder that even not 
during this coronavirus craziness. I feel like not in my current role, like I'm so grateful in my current role. I don't have to deal with a lot of that drama of, of what happens in a larger work environment, but I've been in those environments where managers are unrealistic and um, unwilling to be flexible when somebody is sick. And that's why people who are sick show up to work because either the boss is threatening their job or, you know, they don't get paid so they can't pay their bills. Like it's so scary because then people feel like that they don't have any other options. I was reading an article this morning about this individual who had worked in a factory. I can't remember exactly what it was, but they had gotten sick and couldn't afford to take the day off because it would be unpaid, didn't have health insurance, so was unable to get treated until the sickness turned into pneumonia. And now they have permanent, I think it was permanent heart damage. And to me, I'm like, that's that should not be happening. Somebody should not be so sick that it turns into a permanent health issue. Like that is also, I mean, for people who are saying about health insurance and, you know, well, we, you know, I, whatever their argument is like, Hey, that's going to be a lot more costly to the insurance companies, to this person, to everybody, because now it's turned into a um, lifelong issue with permanent heart damage. So I feel like that we all need to be more human about this and be more, have more empathy and, and understanding when somebody is truly sick, they should be allowed the time to get better, better, or it turns into something more serious. And I just, I feel like this is a good reminder and hopefully people will start taking this more seriously. Well, absolutely. And from a taking it seriously standpoint, it's just like you said, you've got people that are probably still going into work sick. And we addressed that in the last episode. Yeah. You know, no one, anyone that thinks they're that hero for going into sick could not be more wrong. Or and there's the person who said, I can't afford to miss a paycheck. Like, I know, I don't think they're trying to be a hero. They're just trying to not you know, lose their home or lose their apartment or whatever. And, um, you know, again, I don't think that's, do I think it's the right thing to do that they can go in and infect other people? But that's why this is so necessary because people need to still have financial security even if they get sick. Agreed, agreed. So I wanna do something very quickly. Mine's yeah. really short. It's just some of the things for people to think about uh, how this impacts the hiring and mm. labor planning with yes, the yes, recruiting yes. side of HR. So here's just a couple of quick pieces of advice that are applicable to both agency and headhunting recruiters as well as in-house recruiters. So number yes. one, it, it this is really a time of patience. Show patience oh, yeah. with your hiring managers, understanding that, you know, interviews will get canceled. Things will get moved around as everyone adapts to what's going on, not only in the workplace, but at home. Communication. We've always discussed communication when we talk about hiring, onboarding, recruiting, et cetera. But mm -hmm. this is where communication is really important. You know, make sure we're communicating with our candidates, keeping them active and updated, even if it's just to say, hey, right now we've got everything in a, a slight holding pattern as we really see the short and long term effects of current events on our labor model. But we definitely just want to say for now, let's just plan on being on pause for the next few days, but staying in touch. 
like I said earlier, empathy and sincerity. Mm -hmm. I mean, you've got to really understand what others are going through. So if you have a candidate that has to cancel an interview because they don't have childcare because school's out or because they have to help a friend or a relative uh, who is either ill or doesn't have childcare, these are things to really think about. You know, things are different. Here's what here's my take on what's going on right now. Things are a little different now until they are not. That's yeah. really how I think we should. Approach it's true. It. I mean, it uh, seems so simple, but it, it's true. It's uh, and it's just, oh, it's, it's a crazy world. <laughs> it is very crazy, and you know, you've got to encourage timeline flexibility with your hiring yes. managers, with your candidates. Definitely look at how you can utilize video interviewing. That's what we're doing. The face-to-face contact, absolutely. And I have to tell you, you know, I just as a quick note on that, I know that um, when when this was all happening, um, my the hiring manager I was working with was a little hesitant, like how how you know just about how this was going to affect the going to affect the process. But I have to say, all the candidates that I moved from in person to uh, video hiring, they thought it was, they understood completely along with, I think that it made our company look good. Like, hey, I appreciate you're looking out for the safety and the health of your employees and of me. So I feel like that's a great hiring point too. Like, hey, this is a company that cares. Yes. And I have been checking with all my candidates to make sure they have the right software downloaded. I've told them, hey, most of the time the phone will not work, but even a tablet versus a laptop will Mm -hmm. on certain programs. I've done test runs. It's just time to show a little extra patience and to work with people on both sides, communicate and be, you know, legitimately understanding and realize what's the old cliche. Everyone has a story. You know, you Mm -hmm. you only know what's going on in a person's life and that time you interact with them, not what's going on the other 23 hours and 40 minutes the rest of every day. This is just a time to breathe. Things will get better, but, you know, we don't know how long it'll take. I have an optimistic timeline in mind, but you know me, I'm the eternal optimist. Uh, But but (laughs) I mean, that's really it. I think we're going to see everything rebound and probably be more swift and better off than we were before this happened. And because if we learned from this experience and we use these things we just discussed from both a HR and recruiting standpoint, I think we could actually make a difference in the industries and how they perform in the future. Well, I certainly hope that you're right. I appreciate your optimism and I'm typically an optimist myself, but I, I guess I'm just, I'm approaching this with a little bit more hesitation and I, uh, I just, I think my biggest question is how long is our, how long are our lives going to be disrupted? And I think part of it for me too is, you know, you always work remote and uh, I don't. So this is going to be a big change for me uh, starting on Monday. So it's, uh, it's interesting. And, and I, you know, I, I, I had a conversation with my boss on Friday and we were talking about, we don't know, we we think, you know, it's, it might be too, a little too optimistic to think, hey, in a couple of weeks, we'll be back in the office. Who knows? Hopefully that works out, but it could be, it could be months. It could be weeks. It could be a quarter. Who knows? So it's a, it's a crazy world out there. Yeah. You know, I kind of look at it this way. I'm going to put current events into, I'm going to break it down with three songs. Phase one, 
one of my all-time favorite songs by R.E.M. It's the end of the world as we know it, and I feel <laughs> fine. And then with W. Axl Rose, we just need to show a little patience. No, I and think then, you say welcome to the jungle. I'm just kidding. And then my, uh, the great deceased Bob Marley, who said mm-hmm. every little thing's going to be all right. Uh, <laughs> Anything else? How do you want to close it? How do you feel? Everything going to be all right? What's going on, Hannah? Wrap us up. Well, I'd say, you know, I think everything is going to be fine. But I encourage everyone, you know, number one, just to take this very seriously. But number two, to still, um, you know, while doing the social distancing, do the things that will make them feel good and stress-free. Get outside and take a walk if you can. Do some yoga in your house. I know that I'm going to be doing that. So certainly let's ride this out together. Let's be good to one another. And hopefully this will change everyone for the better. I think if we've learned anything in the last week, it's time to buy bidets in the United <laughs> States. Hannah Hampton, I miss you. Talk to you soon. Uh, talk to you soon. Uh,